This is a message for those that work in manufacturing across the UK and Ireland. Do your engineering maintenance stores keep you awake at night? Are your engineers spending excessive time sourcing and finding the spare parts they need? Eric's on-site teams take responsibility for your indirect supply chain, including both your MRO procurement and inventory control. And, as the name suggests, we do this while being based on your site. For more information, visit www.erics.co.uk forward slash em. This episode of Engineering Matters is supported by The Optimistic Outlook. The Optimistic Outlook is a great listen for fans of Engineering Matters. It is a podcast for anyone intrigued by innovation across sectors, whether you're in healthcare, infrastructure, energy or beyond. The show is hosted by Barbara Hampton, CEO of Siemens USA, and offers invaluable insights relevant and impactful for all industries. I think what you're really going to like is that Barbara Hampton is not just a CEO, she's a thought leader in the corporate world. In the podcast, you often learn from her journey to the top of Siemens USA, getting invaluable lessons on leadership, decision-making, and navigating the complexities of the modern workplace. Barbara brings a wealth of knowledge, not just about manufacturing, but about its ripple effects across all sectors. Her perspective illuminates how manufacturing innovations are setting the pace for changes in healthcare, infrastructure development, energy sustainability, and more. Regardless of your industry, the optimistic outlook is a source of motivation and forward-thinking ideas. Barbara's expertise in connecting dots between manufacturing and other sectors reveals actionable strategies for innovation and leadership in any field. We invite you to explore the optimistic outlook and join a broad audience that values transformative ideas, including us. Search for the optimistic outlook wherever you get your podcasts. Hydraulic torque wrenches have made it easier to accurately tighten nuts and bolts. But how can these heavy hand tools be made safer when working with them at height? So if you're thinking you're holding one tool on the application and then you're adjusting this reaction arm to get the correct reaction point, this is then a huge drop hazard. If that gets lost and get damaged, if that falls from a great height, that has caused deaths within the industry. To keep trains running on time, it's vital to monitor overhead lines to reduce the risk of delays and accidents. As you've probably seen, if you try to get a train from Newcastle to uh, London or anywhere else in the country, we've, uh, currently, unfortunately, we're uh, experiencing quite a few delays. So Pandas V overall aims to sort of uh, address this issue and to bring information to the key stakeholders to be able to act upon. And in the same hazardous environment, how can tracks be monitored without putting workers at risk? So that means that a train that, that you, you are just taking a, a daily journey on, we could have turned that into a measurement train. It means that surveyors no longer have to go out and carry out measurements in a live railway. Welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Johnny Dowling. And I'm Rian Owen. 
This is one of 12 episodes presenting the shortlisted entries for the 2024 Engineering Matters Awards. In this episode, we're looking at the shortlisted entries in the Health and Safety Champion category. The Engineering Matters Health and Safety Award recognises projects, policies and processes that deliver measurable reductions in accident rates or improvements in long-term health and well-being throughout construction and operation. The highest awards will be granted to entries that demonstrate significant impact and their widespread applicability. Atlas Copco were nominated for their TorqueFlex hydraulic torque wrench. Transmission Dynamics were nominated for their Pandas V device. And Fugro were nominated for their Ryler system. Atlas Copco, a global industrial giant since 1873, powers industries with its expertise in essential tools and equipment. Yeah, so my name is Roger E. Williams, and I'm the global product manager for the hydraulic torque tools within Atlas Copco. I've worked for Atlas now for um, nearly two years, but before that, I was also working for a competitor within the same engineering space. Hydraulic torque tools are used to tighten and loosen bolts and nuts with great accuracy and force. This makes sure bolts are correctly installed, but it creates a risk from dropped tools. So hydraulic torque tools have been around probably since the 1970s, 80s. And what a hydraulic torque tool does, it converts hydraulic energy into a mechanical mechanism that in turn applies torque to a nut. So when we're talking about these applications, they're generally, uh, it's a very industrial application, working in the field a lot of the time. And the hydraulic torque tools used a lot within like the oil and gas industry, working in either refineries, subsea, uh, oil platforms and such. They're also used in other industries like off-road, uh, the wind industry, for example, all the, the wind turbines that you see today, whether it's onshore and offshore, there's a lot of hydraulic tools that are used there as well. The, the sort of torque values that we're talking about, it can go all the way up to 70,000 newton meters. And in terms of like the size of the nuts that we're talking about, it can be anything above M100 that can be actually tightened with a, a hydraulic torque wrench. Historically, hydraulic torque tools have been notorious for their safety risks. These tools are inherently heavy and awkward, making them difficult to handle especially in the demanding environments of industries like oil and gas, wind energy, and mining. Manufacturers have sought to make tool use safer through site safety procedures, but Atlas Copco looked at the design of the tools themselves. So if you've got a torque wrench, basically you need a, a reaction point to basically deliver the torque. The reaction arm basically on all the models in the market every single model in the market becomes fully disengaged and then the user has to basically adjust that reaction arm and get it flush with the with the uh, the nut the problem with this is if 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 you think you're working at great heights which generally you are in these applications and industries these reaction arms are extremely heavy 
so if you've got say uh, a tf 10 tool which is not even our biggest tool that reaction arm is about 10 kilos what we've developed is basically a reaction arm device which is spring loaded which can basically be adjusted while it's on the application and there's then actually no drop hazard at all then so you've got user efficiency improvements but the main one is definitely safety on that by keeping the reaction arm attached to the tool there is no risk of this being dropped atlas copco took the same approach to the design of the tool's drive retainer we basically made that a mechanical mechanism so it's just basically uh, a spring-loaded button and when you've got the socket on there so the socket would be the thing that is versatile against the size of the nut um, you can then basically remove that with the socket and then you can basically go from tightening to loosening or change over the size a lot a lot easier. And they've designed this tool support handle so that it can be used ergonomically without being lost or dropped. So uh, some, of, some of the competitors do offer handles, but they are in a fixed position and generally you'll fit them to basically the face of the, of the tool. So what the users will do is basically they'll put the handle on and once it's fixed it's fixed but if you're working around an application what will happen is the handle very very quickly will become in a unergonomic position um, so they might put it on in a certain position to lift the tool onto the application but when they're actually bolting the the handle then becomes it actually gets in the way a lot of the times so what happens is the users take off the handle, throw it in a in their um, tool bag, and it's never seen again. With the ones we've developed, you can basically uh, adjust the position in like twelve index points while it's actually on the application, and you can also actually um, position that handle in five different places as well. So whether you're working at height, whether you're working in tight applications, the handle can be adjusted to suit really so again it's really looking at what were the pain points of the user and how as tool manufacturers can we sort of innovate and make that experience a lot better for them atlas copco is at a positive response to the new range of tools with users appreciating their ease of use as well as the improved safety the company's work on this project has also been shortlisted in the innovation category Transmission Dynamics is an engineering firm that has evolved from an engineering consultancy to a leading specialist in the Internet of Things. Hi, yes, um, I'm, I'm Mervyn Wan. I'm a mechanical design engineer at Transmission Dynamics. Uh, I focus on all aspects of products within our company, um, which range from data acquisition to condition monitoring systems. Started from the beginning, we're an award-winning engineering consultancy company specialising in troubleshooting rotating machinery and um, building bespoke instrumentation and telemetry systems. Over the past 12 years, their focus has been on designing systems for monitoring pantograph impacts on trains. A pantograph is a device on top of some trains which connect to overhead power lines. So fast forward to 2020, we developed Pandas V 
which is essentially the same similar system but much smaller condensed in size with a camera system built inside the processing unit we've got rid of the wired system and we now have a wireless accelerometer wirelessly talking to the camera system how this system works is that every time there's an impact the accelerometer which is attached to the pantograph notifies the camera to record five seconds before and five seconds after this impact all of this information is packaged and sent up to the cloud for further processing and simultaneously the information is sent to the key stakeholders key stakeholders being people um, uh, maintainers of the of the rail infrastructure or roscos tox etc Pandas V, a compact version of the original system, eliminates the need for wired connections, streamlining the monitoring process for rail infrastructure maintenance and authorities. After nine months of intense development process with our interdisciplinary team of mechanical engineers, electronics, software, uh, testers, assemblers, etc., etc., we released Pandas V after nine months. We released the camera for the first time on a, one of the Class 350 trains and some of the instantaneous data which you've started to record were broken dropper wires, vandalism cases, um, bird strikes, uh, missing registration arms and also misaligned neutral sections and section isolators. Some of the things which was um, as a rail enthusiast was uh, quite nice to see. Um, and some of the data we see, uh, um, and all of this data sort of culminated uh, and sort of being passed down to other key stakeholders to um, and benefit quite, uh, benefited the Roscoe's, the TOX, the um, uh, Network Rail, for instance, and also, most importantly, the passengers. As you've probably seen, if you try to get a train from Newcastle to uh, London or anywhere else in the country, we've, uh, currently, unfortunately, we're uh, experiencing quite a few delays. Some of this maybe related to strikes, but quite a few of them are related to potentially the rail infrastructure. It's always been sort of a quite uh, quite an issue within the rail industry to effectively repair some sections of the overhead line. So Pandas V overall aims to sort of uh, address this issue and to bring information to the key stakeholders to be able to act upon. The company's work on this project has also been shortlisted in the innovation category. Railways are hazardous environments with real risks to workers on track. Our third shortlisted entry is a system that can help reduce the need for workers and surveyors in particular on live tracks. So I'm, um, I'm Adam Carlin and I'm the business developer for rail maintenance for Footgrove within the UK. And that really sort of means I'm looking at how aspects of our maintenance delivery can help rail maintainers across the UK, you know, providing them sort of real data that they can use to keep the rail in a, in a compliant condition. The use of Fugro's train-mounted Ryla monitoring system removed the need for surveyors to be on or near the track during data collection. The Ryla system itself, it's, it's a system of systems. It's um, what we have is a GPS sensor, a LiDAR, sensor, rail scanners at the bottom and an IMU in position and it's all built into one system that can attach to any train within two minutes. So that allows us to actually monitor and survey 
on a train at line speed passenger trains and locomotives so so that means that a train that that you you are just taking a, a daily journey on we could have turned that into a measurement train without without you knowing and without it affecting the service Ryla delivers the information everyone in the rail industry needs to the highest standards. So Network Rail have a survey standard, and in that standard, we're certified to band 1A. So that means that travelling at over 100 miles an hour, we can deliver data that in absolute positional sense is 8 millimetres in the horizontal and 12 millimetres in the vertical tolerance, so of where we are in the world and survey data that can be used for track, track geometry, OLE, clearance data. We could just deliver all of this data straight straight from our system that like I say it's hooked up to a it's hooked up to a passenger train. This has clear environmental benefits. No additional fuel is needed to run a separate survey train and it means that workers and surveyors are kept out of harm's way. So, you know, it limits CO2 because we're using their their infrastructure. And most importantly, and why why we think about this in the health and safety sense, it means that surveyors no longer have to go out and carry out measurements in a live railway. You know, and that's that's the most important thing. Boots on ballast is dangerous, you know, especially when there's trains moving around. You know, unfortunately, we've had we've had many deaths across our network, and yeah, Briler is, is is something that will be able to remove that risk for surveyors in the network. Even with the ongoing constraints of COVID restrictions, industrial action, and train service limitations, Fugro was still able to complete a survey of Scotland's rail network in eighty shifts. The system was used to survey approximately 2,750 kilometres, spanning 93 different route sections and 638 station platforms. For Ryla, it's about showing that, you know, yeah, we can do small-scale work, but we can also cover these vast networks quite easily using the stock that's already run, that's running around on the you know, we don't need to, to path independent trains to use our system. We can just use the passenger network and collect so much data. The entrants we have looked at today are all playing an important role in improving health and safety within the engineering industry. Their work will be celebrated at the Engineering Matters Awards ceremony in London at the end of March. Engineering Matters is a production of Ruby Media. This episode was written and produced by Kiri Johanovan and hosted by me, Rian Owen, and by Johnny Dowling. Editing by Will North. Series supervision by John Young. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. And our own man who judges all we do is Rory Harris. And thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast apps on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media and on LinkedIn.